there, it's Toby, and before you get started on this episode, I wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Retro Pop Relics. Retro Pop Relics has been creating some of the coolest 3D printed giant video game cartridges. If you visit RetroPopRelics.com, you can see a bunch of the cartridges that are already available. You can get Super Smash Brothers, Paper Mario, Super Mario World, Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, and even Green. These are perfect decorations for your game room. So again, go check out RetroPopRelics.com. And if you use the promo code Genie at checkout, you'll get 10% off RetroPopRelics.com. Enjoy the show. Fuck, man. Toby, I think we're secondhand high, bro. Uh, I think so. That DeLorean so. that Bean brought us. Holy fuck. I guess she's... Did she already go inside? Yeah, she went inside. She's like, I just gotta go, boys. She had the case of the munchies. Oh. Or she's going to get more baked. I don't know, man. But we need to park this thing. Okay, well, that's cool. Can I just hang out in the car and listen? finish this song out? Like, yeah, no, this song's a total jam. Let's just like sit for a second, get our bearings together, then we'll go park this just right across the street. We're not going anywhere. No. We're not time traveling no more. We're staying here in our present time. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with all this. We, we, we need to not fuck up any more timelines or create any more chaos. Is this... Does this button turn up the volume on this? What's this button do right here? I don't think that button turns up the volume. That button says, do not push, Toby. I'm gonna push it. No, you're push. not pushing it. Don't fucking do it, Toby. You have to learn not to push buttons. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Uh, Toby. Toby, what the fuck did you push that button for? Uh, bro, where are we? Like... Uh... There's nothing around. It's pitch black, and there's just an old man leaning on a light post, Toby. Who is? Should... This looks like the end of fucking time. It, it does. I, I, let's let's go like. Holy shit! Who is that? Oh, what? Goobs, Toby, Berg. What? Oh Goobs. shit! Hey, Berg, man. You fucking sons of wait. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! How wait, wait, you... hold on. How, How did you? How... Wait. Okay. Better question. Where did you all come from? What was the year? Wait, wait, what do you mean? How are you here? We're, we're from... What? Answer my question first. What year did you two come from? Whoa, whoa, calm down. Put down that shank. We, we're from 2021. Okay. We still got good Toby and we got good goobs. Awesome. Good to What? Good Very good nice goobs. to see you guys right now. Oh. Uh, I, well, how are you here? What, what? I don't understand. So, I am not the Berg from 2021. So... In the year 2024, you all had me on uh, to guest star yet again, and uh, we were talking about, and we were having a great discussion, and and you all were talking about, and then all of a sudden, you were like, you know what, made some crazy machine, hit a start button, and you did this thing, and then there were buttons being pressed. The next thing I know, you transported me through time and instead of going to to a, a good year i ended up here at the end of time the year infinity and it's just me and this old man who won't wake up and the rules are really weird here at the end of time 
the rules are only two people can leave at a time. So I'm stranded here because you motherfuckers left me here. Oh, wait, there's, there's a bright side to this. Did you take the Maytag 3000 to get here? Um, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't know how much time has passed, but that that's ringing a bell. That's ringing a bell from my... Shit, Toby, it comes back! It comes back! All right, that's good news. Um, but you know, this whole, like, only two people can leave thing, that sounds, like, really familiar. Yeah, you know, it's not exactly the same, but it's very similar to... Well, you know, it's actually my favorite game of all time. Uh, a little game called Chrono Trigger. Oh. Oh, well, we do have to let the DeLorean cool off. They don't really explain that in the movies, but you have to let it cool off before you can use it again. Um, That's true. Maybe maybe we can uh, do a little review or something. I mean, we're, it's at the end of time, and we have all the time in the world, right? I mean, I've been begging you guys to do this game for years, so I mean, might as well. Yeah, since we've got nothing better to do. Welcome to the Secret Levels Podcast. On this week's episode, let's jump into Flying Time Machine. I'm Player One, Lost in the Lab, Toby. I am Player Two, Cave Ape Goobs. And we have a special Player Three. Will you please introduce yourself? You got me, Roberg. <laughs> <laughs> The trustiest, trusty sidekick. <laughs> this is a retro video game review show where we go over one game per episode. We go over the history, the story, the gameplay, some fun facts, and then... We go right to the rage mirror. Like, do you try to make yourself a Maytag 3000? Put it on top of a hill? Get yourself inside there? Pretty much stuck and snug. And then go flying down the hill as fast as you can? Wow, jackass be pretty style. rageful. Jackass. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, shopping cart style. I like it. Right in the fridge, buddy. <laughs> oh, you can put scorpions in there, too. <laughs> For good measure, Ow. put scorpions in there. Yeah, let's make it more rageful. Get over here! Scorpions like are on fire. <laughs> After we rage, we settle down and give the game a 1 to 10 rating overall if we enjoyed the game. Why 1 to 10, Goobs? Because we're just some simple time-traveling thick boys! Time-traveling thick boys! <laughs> It's easier when it's just thick boys to yell it. I don't know if y'all know this. Like that's a lot more to yell. T T T B. Oh, so we are still time traveling. Apparently, I'm glad we we met up with you there, Berg. Uh, we thought we're back at home, but someone hit a fucking button. But we went to go save our friend. Well, I appreciate past you you guys doing that. I really do. It's just been me. Like I said, it's just been me and this old guy who is just snoring over there and. It's kind of driving me nuts getting a little monotonous here. So thanks for showing up. And yeah. uh... Well, uh, so y- you kind of said this already, but this is one of your favorite games. You are the one that had the gun to our heads and forced us to play this. Absolutely, of course. Now, should I go ahead and be honest up front? I think you should let the elephant in the room. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. Okay, uh, let my... with all this crazy time traveling, I didn't finish the game. Dun, 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 dun. You weak, pathetic fool. 
So this episode's going to probably be a little bit different than our normal reviews anyways. So <laughs> you guys are probably going to be doing the uh, majority of the heavy lifting, as Goobs always is doing, but now y'all are really going to be doing more heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, before we get into the gameplay and talking about the little bit that I do know about this game, we should go ahead and hit the details real quick, right? Fuck yeah, let's punch our way into some deets. This game was released on March 11th, 1995. It was developed and published by Square. It was originally released on the Super Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, super power. But it's got ports on the PlayStation, the Nintendo DS, the iMode, which is a Japanese online thing, I think. And it also had iOS and Android releases. It says that it's... A single or multiplayer game. And I was hoping that Berg would be able to expand on why it says it's multiplayer. I am just as confused as you are, honestly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if maybe the PlayStation uh, had, a, had a different kind of game mechanic or maybe that Japanese online thing, maybe. I mean, maybe the online thing... Um when when we we can talk about it now, we can talk about it later. There was a new mode added in the DS version that I didn't really mess around with too much, but maybe it has a multiplayer mode. I'm not entirely sure. As, you as far as that, it goes, this version does not have yes, a multiplayer. No, <laughs> the original is a, unless there is some locked away thing. Uh, I am not aware of any multiplayer. <laughs> okay, so because I, uh, I read that and I was like, I didn't see anything on there. But you know, with remakes and stuff, you never know what kind of new features they try to add to spice things up. It's true. <laughs> Jenny Bean would be so pissed if that was multiplayer. She just sat here watching <laughs> me play this for fucking hours. Shout out to Jenny Bean. Yippee! Well, this game is a role playing game, and guys, there's a story. <laughs> Have fun with this one, fucker. <laughs> it's time for story time with Toby. In a peaceful kingdom of Guardia, in 1000 AD, the child, Chrono, was chosen by Guardian spirits to save the world from ultimate devastation. Although Doomsday doesn't happen until 1999. <laughs> Prince comes out. <laughs> it's time to party, bitches. <laughs> the, the, well, Y2K, obviously. They predicted Y2K in this. They did. Oh, Chrono Trigger did it first. Yeah. Not the Simpsons, Chrono Trigger. <laughs> the ancient seeds of destruction were planted long ago by the evil Lavos. Chrono meets many companions on his time-traveling adventure, like Marley, Luca, Frog, Robo, and... Uh, how do you say her name? Uh, Ayla? Ayla? A-Y-L-A? We'll get into the pronunciation thing, because there's all sorts of weird pronunciations for all the characters, but the, you're, you're good. I, okay and fight monsters, race futuristic vehicles, travel into many dangerous labs and dungeons. And really, we can't... <laughs> you can't really sum up the story. <laughs> that's that's the most I can No, you can't. Uh, it, right. It's, it's a 20-plus hour game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of goobs, this game should take around 23 hours to 45-plus hours to complete. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I got about six hours deep into it. I did 25. <laughs> I got stuck in that lab. <laughs> I got confused. Yeah, I probably know exactly where. Yeah. I'll talk about that later. Uh, anyways, speedrun.com actually has a record of, well, first off, it's no turbo, which I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm assuming turbo buttons. Uh, 
and it's it, or no running because you can run as well. Maybe that's what it is. And any percentage by Avonis of two hours and forty seven minutes and seventeen seconds. I didn't watch the speed run because two hours and forty seven minutes is still not a very quick speed run for me to like observe myself <laughs> to see how they did it. But uh, <laughs> wonder if that's new game plus. Uh, no, they do have. So there's a lot of different categories, and one of them was a new game plus. Uh, which you guys explained to me what that was, and we'll talk about it. Actually, we're going to get into the gameplay so we can just start unwinding everything in time and space with this fucking game. Let's do it. Yeah, man, let's let's space right into some fucking gameplay. See, this is the part of the show where I usually tell you the buttons and the the layout of everything... But this game is got so much content that it's uh, not real easy to talk about. So we're just going to have to hit high points on this one. Well, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not like a typical side scroller where it's like no, it's not one, like a beat em up. level two, <laughs> right? You're not going through doing that, or like it's not like a puzzle game where it's like you're dropping blocks. You're like this is a yeah, it's a, an RPG is a little bit harder to do. And I know you guys did Earthbound uh many moons ago yes at some point so i mean that's really the and I, and it's been i mean i wanted to uh brush up on my rpg uh my secret rpg-ness and i did not get a chance to so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take this little journey through time together while we're stuck at the end of time <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing else to do now i mean where where do we start like because like buttons usually we we go over all the buttons, but it's all like menus and stuff in this one. But there's one button that I fucking love, and you already mentioned it, Goobs, the run button. I, yeah. The run button is... The maps are huge in this. They are huge. Yeah, the B button is for run. Yes. I'll try to break it down quickly. Okay. B button helps you speed up when you're inside of, like, say, like a castle or a dungeon or something like that. Doesn't really help you out on the overworld, but it helps you out when you enter something, so you can move a bit faster. So you use the A button to interact with a lot of different characters in this game, and you also use it to select what your attacks you're doing, or what you want to do, pretty much. Anything, you just hit A button, you'll be fine. Y button brings up the menu where you can do some time traveling later on. You can also select your characters from this. You can swap your characters in and out. Uh, the X button pulls up the all-important menu. You will be doing a lot of time inside this menu, <laughs> equipping your party with uh, several different items. You can put uh, magic bands on them. You can put armor on them. You can put uh, different helms and also select their weapons. There, There's a lot of customizing you can do for different stats and stuff uh, in this game. So... Uh, you will be changing. You will be finding new bits of armor or weapons that are stronger than what you already have. You're going to be changing a lot of you stuff. Find them quite some bit, or just go into a shop and buy some. Yeah, that's one thing you'll be doing a lot. Which I did. I really liked the uh, the leveling up. So not it's not leveling up really, but like the the new armor. It 
glows. It changes the color to like yeah, it shows you mm -hmm. the stats. It will change, and that's very very important. You know, I see. I'm not real good with RPGs anyway, so any kind of little help like that, I super appreciate. So it's something so simple, but it helps out so much. Yes, like yeah. just show the increase. You don't have to like give me a bunch of arrows and stuff. It just shows like I think it it lights up blue or something like when it or, or yeah. green. Yeah, if it goes up, it lights up blue or just goes gray. If it's just uh, if it's, if it's lower, change. yeah, which is Gosh, again, it was so great. The only problem I had was there's a lot of the armor and stuff that uh, all your your party can can get, use, and you're like, ah, oh, who am I going to give it to? Who's it going to? Yeah, sometimes you can buy multiple of it though, so that if you know it's a good one to help you get through this next level and or boss, right? Or the next part of the game. Now, speaking of the party, uh, there you get a handful of different characters that you can kind of choose and who you want to go with you. But you only have three characters at a time. There's a, there's a, there's a very brief period where you have four, and that's but that's like related to the the actual how you get to the end of time, which is really weird because that's how we're here right now. That is mm. weird. Interesting. But yes, there's one point where so you have bleak. four characters very very briefly, and then um, but beyond that, it, you're stuck with three. Now, how many characters total are there? Again, I didn't quite get. To the end of the game, per se. There, there are seven characters total. Total. Okay. Uh, do you know them off the top of your head? Yes. So there's Chrono, the main protagonist, right? Um, who looks like redhead Goku. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's now now a lot of the pronunciations there. Sometimes you can look at the Japanese one, but being released in 1995 when there wasn't like just videos you could go to on the internet or much of an internet really to to find stuff. So there's a lot of different pronunciations, but I'm going to give you my pronunciations and then tell you some of the variations that I've heard. Uh, so you meet up with your friend Luca. Yep. Uh, she's your she's Chrono's best friend, and she's an inventor. Um, when you're at the Millennial Fair, you run into a princess whose name is Marl. Sometimes she's called Marley. I know you called her Marley earlier. I've always called her Marl. Marl Haggard. And you call her Merle. Uh, <laughs> uh, you meet a frog who is pronounced frog nanny uh <laughs> you meet a robot you, you made a you, you meet crank that'd be amazing um <laughs> you meet a robot named robo um you meet a cave woman named i always called her isla but people call her ayla as well so isla or ayla uh, i called her llama and you named her llama <laughs> yeah that's hold on real quick uh we we uh we had fun goobs and i picking names of people that we we know uh and and sticking them into the game so yeah, you can rename all the characters, and like I suggest you do so because it makes it more funny and or traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one more character, and I'm getting ready to say spoiler alert, but being a story based game, there's going to be a lot in this. So, right. Uh, so anyway, you meet a character, you fight a character, uh, good ways into the game named Magus uh, or Magus, as some people call him. I always called him Magus. Uh, and then you have the ability later; you can either refight him. Uh, and he's dead for good, or you can refuse to fight him, and he joins your party. Oh, very cool. funny story about that. <laughs> very <laughs> funny story about that. What, what happened? So, I was doing this battle uh, a few days ago. So, uh, I was just messaging Berg because he's been my Sherpa throughout this game. So he's been helping me along the way. If I get stuck, I try to do some stuff on my own. But if I was in a hard bind, Berg would help me out. And there's no shame in getting help from people Absolutely. in games because sometimes if you're trying to beat a game in only a short amount of time, you, sometimes you need a helping hand. So 
I was uh, at that fight, and I'm like, he's like, oh, what are you doing right now? I'm like, oh, I'm fighting Magus. And he's like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so I'm like, like, oh, I should. It was like, for the lo- immediately, I was like, for the love of God, please, please stop. I don't care if you have to go back an hour. Please do not do this battle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm almost beat him. Like, <laughs> Now that I, it, I was like a few minutes into the battle. I imagine I would just beat him after a few more hits. <laughs> uh, There's just a frog, as I called Nanny, because Nanny Froggies was fighting Vegas <laughs> on top of a fucking hill. And he's like, stop this right now. Well, so I didn't tell you this uh, then, but the thing is, though, if you beat Magus, so in the, in the game... Frog was originally a human named Glenn who was cursed by Magus to take on the form. I really of frog. hope you play this game if you're still listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so once, so if you beat Magus during that fight during the ending, um, Marl. So during the the sort of the what's considered the main ending, Marl kisses Frog before he goes back to his time, and he normally leaves if you didn't kill Magus. If you did kill Magus when she kisses him, he turns back into a human. Hmm. So that's a good point to bring up right now. There's multiple endings. <laughs> there are like a dozen different endings. I was about to you ask. Have the 13, isn't there? Yeah, there's a bunch. I was about to ask if you knew exactly how many alternate endings there were. I I think it's 12, but I could be wrong, but it's somewhere around that number. How many? I didn't see that many. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> <laughs> how, how many have you seen, Berg? How many have I seen in game? Probably like half a dozen of them, but I've watched all of them before. Like you can go to YouTube and type in like Chrono Trigger ending compilation. You can watch all of them. And I have done that before, but I've probably seen uh, probably five or six of them, like gotten them myself in the right. game. Is is there a specific ending that you think is the best ending for the story or? I still think the canon ending where it's sort of like all the, heroes come back to the year 1000 and they all go back to their time and then chrono's mom gets lost in time uh and they have to go back and you see all the characters um in their in their original timelines kind of with a happy ending that one's probably my i think it's the best ending just because it's the true sort of the quote-unquote true ending right but if you defeat there are two points in the game where if you defeat the final boss lavos it's called the developer's ending and it is a wacky weird fourth wall breaking yes. dungeon where you're like walking around. There's one point where you can do it if you have Marl, but usually, you, but you can also do it with you when you have Chrono. And actually if this other, there's another point in the game where if you actually beat Lavos, um, you see this ending. So you can have whoever's in your party, but you're walking around like these different environments from the games and there are enemies there, but they're all representing the different developers of the game and they're like talking about like yay the game's finished now i can go see my family again or, <laughs> and there's 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 even one point where you can like fight the developers and i can't remember what they say but then you start actually fighting them uh and then finally when you get into uh like the final room of this ending you see the likenesses of um hironobu sakaguchi akira toriyama and yuji hori and they're standing there and they're like thanks for beating the game we're gonna show you the credits real fast and they scroll through and they do like a like a goofy credits the entire credits of the game in like 10 seconds and then it's like that's it that's the end of the game <laughs> yeah fucking three legends right there for yeah six and it's it's amazing like i remember the first time i saw that ending um, it was quite uh, quite a fantastic thing, and I had no idea. And we knew there were. I, I was playing with my friend, and uh, one I know he's one of the the patreons of the show, level one noob, and uh, we were playing together. And he um, he got that ending. Shout and watched out to the it. noob. Yep. 
And we had no idea what it was going to be. We just knew it was some special ending. And I just remember we were like cracking up the entire time. It was so much fun. That is awesome. Uh, so real quick, we should we should probably talk about the main time periods that you end up going to for for level wise. Oh, of course, uh, that's, that's probably the easiest way to t- talk about like a progression thing. Yeah, yeah. So where where do you start? You start in. Uh, you start in the year one thousand. Yes. Yeah. And this world is very similar to Earth, but it's not exactly Earth. So the year 1000 is kind of like the present day. It's considered the present. And if you walk around, like there's, of course, there's castles and stuff, but there's also like, if you go in houses, there's like microwaves and refrigerators and stoves and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like steampunk present. Right. Um, so that's the year 1000. And that's uh, that's like the main timeline that we're that uh chronos from or am yes. i wrong okay i didn't know if something yeah, chrono- else happened like, yeah no find no, no. Out, Chron- oh, he was actually bored and he was brought here to, <laughs> to save chrono, luca, <laughs> chrono luca and marl are all from the year 1000 and then you go to the future which is is that 1999 well there's the first time you go to the future is the year 2300 which is after Lavos has erupted, and so it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Right. Yeah, it's very, it's fucked up. There's nothing there. Yeah, it's like snowy, and there's mutants and robots everywhere, and that's when you meet people Robo, starving, and everyone's starving. You get, you got the Inertron, which you can get a night's sleep in a few seconds, but you're still as hungry. they always remind you, you're still, hungry. <laughs> which makes you feel shitty. Like it does. Get the, oh, yeah. the stomach growl. That, Every time I use it, feel right terrible. <laughs> it even gets worse. The way you find the seed is like absolutely devastating. Mm. <laughs> oh, here's the seed with this decaying corpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when you go up, the little girl's like, Is daddy coming back soon? <laughs> here's a seed. <laughs> you carry your dad's seed. Oh, wait, that sounds really wrong. <laughs> uh, what does guy bring you back? Oh, my daddy's seed. <laughs> okay, you're getting locked up, buddy. You come with us. <laughs> uh, and then um, where else do you travel to? So the first place you travel to, the very first place you travel is the year 600, which is actually a more like high fantasy, Middle Ages sort of setting. And that is where you meet Frog. And that is where you first fight Magus, but that's not originally when he's from. But Frog comes from the Middle Ages, 600 AD. Um, So then after that, that's when you go to 2300. That's the next time period. And when you're there, you see the visual record of 1999, the day of Lavos. And that's when Lavos bursts out of the ground. And their 1999 is like Dome City. That shit was I was I was listening the first time you got there, Goobs, and saw that I was like, "All right, you're about to see." We something did that really as well cool. when we got the Magus Magnus Magus's castle. Yeah, um, when we got there, that was fucking crazy too. Yeah, there are parts where I'm just like, "Everyone, shut up! You gotta." <laughs> yeah, you would legit if we're in chat and I'm playing this game. You would say, "Everyone, shut up!" Like Goobs experiences, <laughs> soak it in. Um, so then there is the year 65 million BC, which is prehistory. Uh, humans, the pr- primitive humans are fighting this sort of human dinosaur hybrid known as reptites. And uh, that's where you meet Isla or Ayla, the cave woman. And uh, she is your physically strong bruiser. And she's awesome. Oh, man. She's, she's one of my favorites. There's one pose. Yeah, she's great. 
There's one pose that she does, though, where it looks like you can see her fucking butthole. <laughs> I know exactly where, what you're talking about. <laughs> she looks like she, she's bent over, ready to fight like a cat, right? Yep. And then, like, it looks right between her cheeks. She's wearing, like, a little pit purple thong, like a hot little number. But, like, you, you can see her butthole. So, like a cat. And I even pointed this out to Jen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you can legit, there's a little black dot right in the middle of her sprite, and that's a butthole. That's, uh... Rated M for mature. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, that's the person I named Llama, so that's a sexy little <laughs> llama butthole. The llama librarian. <laughs> Bad llama. Bad llama. <laughs> uh, so I get a kick of naming these people like uh, this like is Jenny Bean was Luca, and like that's a perfect character for her. It's like just it's like being being someone in- who like. Being and Lama around who's are, smart. Yeah, Bean and Luke are very much their 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 spirit characters with each other. Um, this is also the era when Lavos first came to Earth and he smashes into the Earth, and it's sort of the equivalent of the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. His arrival killed off the reptites and created a really long lasting ice age, which then leads us to the year twelve thousand BC. Uh, and I remember when you first got there, I was listening and you're like, Oh, I'm in Canada. <laughs> yeah. No, then I thought I was in heaven. Yeah, it's true. You're walking around. You're like, you don't know when you are or where you are. And you're like, it sounds like everyone's dead. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, like snow everywhere. And then you see this little building and you get beamed up. And all of a sudden, there's this very beautiful music playing. And you walk out and you're like in this grassy field on an island that's floating in the sky. And you're in the kingdom of Zeal in the year 12,000 BC, which is really where you start seeing why things are happening. Why the, the your of the eyes game. start to get opened. Yeah. Now, uh, I feel like we should talk about this battle system in this game. <sighs> oh, yeah. Now, you told me a certain way to play it, Berg. Yes, I told you to play weight as opposed to active. Yeah, there's two different styles. Okay, so I picked that, but then I found... An, because it wasn't waiting traditionally like I thought it should wait. Like, turn-based... Right. It's not turn-based like you would think. Let's just say Pokemon or Earthbound. It's not turn-based like that. You can be attacked. You can't just leave your controller sitting there. Like, it, no. think about it. I made that mistake once during a big battle. <laughs> that pissed me off and sent me back 45 minutes. <laughs> so, but there, you can hit start and go into the options and actually change it to the other mode. So I did that because I was like, okay, this is, I picked the wrong one that Berg said. And it still did the same shit. So I don't know what I did wrong, but they were fucking so, constantly attacking me while I was like trying to figure out. Okay, because I'm I'm a, I have to strategize because I'm not very quick on my feet. I gotta like, okay, this person's gonna attack. This one's gonna. It can bite you in the ass quite some often yeah. in this game. Holy shit! So it's worded really weirdly. The way it makes it seem when you choose weight, the way you when you read the description what it seems like it will do is when you're when you're when it's your turn it is your turn what it means and it took me a long time to actually recognize this i years ago when i first played this i thought the same thing i'm like i'm doing something wrong or i hit the wrong thing when you are in a menu your enemies are supposed to give you the chance to select but if you back out of that menu they can attack, attack you, you. 
uh-huh. when you have it on when you have it on active, they're just attacking whenever they're ready to go. So they are giving you the chance to select, but it's not like okay, it's my char- it's my character's turn. It's you know it's Chrono's turn. I'm gonna look through. Oh wait a second, maybe I don't want to go to Chrono or whatever, and it's just waiting for you. No, no, no. When you're so if you like go to choose Chrono and you're going through his menu, do I want to attack? Do I want to use an item? Whatever. It won't attack, but then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, you know what? Maybe I want to use this with Frog first. When you're backing out and trying to get over to Frog as quickly as possible, then the enemy has an opening to attack you. It, it, I just, again, I'm not much into RPG games. Uh, I've only played a handful in my entire life. <laughs> Mario RPG. Two. Two, exactly. No, no, no. I, I mean, I've played a handful, but, like, uh, it's... I, I really like the traditional turn base where, oh, it's my turn, it's your turn. Oh, your speed stats are better, then that means you attack first. Like, I like that. This had this little bar on the side that would like... Yeah, that has to do with speed, though. It, it is speed, but they can attack you two or three times before your little... Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of thought of it as a, like, a cooldown bar. Because, like, you have to wait for... That's essentially what it is, yeah. Yeah, so you have to wait for that bar to fill back up before one of your three characters can make their next attack or whatever they're going to do. So, yeah, you'd get get your ass kicked, and it would be so frustrating. You'd be hit, like, three times by the same fucking character, and you'd be like, motherfucker, just let me go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a good experience with that. And also, I kept <laughs> I kept getting confused on which character I was choosing because for some reason, this fucking game, when you're when you're picking the enemy that you want to attack, it resets every single time to a different character. I don't know why it would do that like it wouldn't just okay, if you have if you have 3 enemies and you pick the middle one, it won't just keep the cursor on that middle one. Like it, if it started no. on the the far right or whatever, if they're in a line, it always goes back to that far right one, not on the one that you're selecting with all the characters. Like it should leave off where you last attacked, is how I feel, but it didn't. So there'd be sometimes I'd be attacking the middle character, but then my next round because I'm trying to be quick because I don't want to fucking get attacked six times before I attack, I would accidentally pick the one next to them because the cursor reset back to the the first position. It would just fuck me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some boss battles where that's very important that you have to change it because if not, you're not doing any damage or maybe even healing the boss oh, or the, f- character you're the, fighting. Sorry to interrupt, but the fucking dragon, on, when you're on that fucking bridge at the beginning where if you hit the... So this dragon has three parts to it. It has the wheels, the body, and the head. If you hit anything that's not his head, it heals. And... Because I would accidentally like do that thing because I think it starts either on the wheels or the body every time. So you have to like correct it to the head every single time. And there'd be once or twice where I'd hit the body and then it would heal itself. And I'd be like, motherfucker, all that work I just did is just (laughs) I just made it not. I don't know. It just sucks. That's my biggest complaint is the battle system. (laughs) And that's a big part of the game is the battle system. Also, the items. The items were a little uh, confusing. Oh, yeah. I learned this the hard way as well. <laughs> <laughs> Until uh, it was Zodiac Amberg at the same time helped me out with this one. So shout out to Zodiac. And <laughs> fuck, man. Because there's a thing that's called heal in this game. It is, you think it's going to heal your life. But no, it doesn't. That heals like ailments that are taking you down. 
you got to use tonic to heal yourself, which I found fucking weird. Like heal should be heal, but I figured it out eventually with the help of my friends. See, you gave me the heads up, and once you gave me the heads up on that, like I would every time I'd pick my items real slow, I'd be like, "Heal's not the right one. Heal's not the right one," and then I would like have to read it and make sure I was picking the right one. <laughs> and and also with the uh, the battle system in this one, you do have like a, a power meter, so you can do special attacks, and you have I, what is it? Is it what is the is it a P meter? <laughs> like. <laughs> uh. We have like MP. It's a magic gauge. Yeah, I mean MP. you have you have MP, and it's the same thing. Like if you have the correct amount of MP, or if you have enough, you can perform as opposed to just attacking. When your bar fills up, you can select to do magic, um, and then you can do a single tech. And then if your party members are filled up, then they can you can either perform dual techs where two characters combine their magic attacks, or triple techs where all three of the characters can. Oh perform man, some of those attack triple attacks are fucking banging. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The attacks in this game, they ramp up pretty hard, man. They're they're so fucking good. I I will say it's really exciting to see the different like combinations of attacks that you can do with the other characters. But again, I was stressing out and trying to get through my attacks real quick so I wouldn't get attacked again and would be like, oh shit, I should have done a double team attack. You know, I they were both ready or they're all three ready, and I, I just a lot of the time would forget to do it because I was trying to be so quick about everything else. Now each character also plays differently. You've got, you know, like you were saying earlier, Berg, you've got your, like, brute character. You've got your healing character. Each one has their own play style. There's, like, three healing characters. Yeah, right. But, but I'm just saying, like, each one has special moves that are for them that the other characters don't have. So, you know. And they're all pretty valuable, too. So, like, it's not like, oh, this is the crappy character. Like, you can have any combination of those characters and you're going to have a solid team. And they're each, they're all lovable. Yeah. They really, there's like so much little humor in this game as well when it comes to the characters. Like just the way Arla, is that her name, speaks? No, Isla. Isla. Llama. I was going to say Llama. <laughs> <laughs> just the way Llama speaks in this yeah, her, game her, is her, fucking her amazing. <laughs> Llama no hurt. <laughs> <laughs> the, the time after, the, the time when, uh, after you fight Magus. And he gets sent back through the big vortex when he was trying to summon Lavos. And Isla f- picks you all up and Frog wakes up. And she's like, ooh, yummy frog. You bring for Isla to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Paris, the thought lasts. <laughs> there, there is a lot of good dialogue in this. Um, I, I feel like all the characters have like a lot of personality. There's just so much story. There's <laughs> it, You just can't really go over the entire story. Because each character has like a small arc. Uh, a small story arc like with the uh, robo i mean you're you uh have him fixed uh does the princess do it uh no luca does it luca oh that's right that's right luca does machines like donatello <laughs> yeah fixes uh robo and then like you have this whole story arc of robo meeting up with the other robots that are like oh you you're basically damaged and your programming's wrong so we're gonna destroy you 
and you have to save him. So each character's got some. Yeah, that shit's deep, man. It is, it is. And so you get to go on like a personal journey with each of the characters before it's like, all right, now we're all teaming up. And, and- I was like, my robo was named you, Toby. So it was like, <laughs> you're damaged. You got the Mega Man blues. I'm like, I gotta fucking help this guy, man. I, I, so mine was Zanger. <laughs> my, uh, Goobs was uh, my... Uh, was uh the the I was your Luca. Yeah, you were my Luca, and then <laughs> Llama was my princess. I can't remember what her name is, and uh, Berg was my Mark. frog. I was frog. Yeah, hell yeah. What else? What else is there about this game? Like, if if you were trying to sell someone on this game, like if you're trying to tell someone, like, oh, uh, you, <laughs> you know how you, you know how you sell it to them? Hey, man, we're recording a podcast. You got to play this fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is. I've heard of this game, and I re- I had a friend when I was younger. I say younger. I was in I was twenty something. Uh, tell me like, oh yeah, you got to play Chrono Trigger. And I remember tr- trying to play the very just first part of it, and just being overwhelmed of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what where to go because there is so much to do and so many places yeah, to go. It is overwhelming if you don't know what to do. This is my first playthrough as well. So, like I said, I had good friends helping, so it makes it easier. See, and I had that experience again, but this time it was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta push through it because I have a reason to push through it, and it was still like overwhelming. And I, I had to ask questions too, and and even in some spots, mm-hmm. like when I got, I got, I, I spent way too much time in that lab. I just, I thought I could figure it out on my own. I, th- I thought I could do it. And, uh, well, and even one of the things with that stupid car, you get the car that you have to race in that little mini game. Um, is it even a car? Fucking F-Zero Jr.? Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, like, I kept fighting those little, uh, uh, guard robots over and over and over. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, is it, because at one point I was like, maybe there's like a certain amount of waves of these that you have to defeat. And finally I was like, I'm I'm sick of fighting these same motherfuckers over and over. So I looked up a video and figured out what I was supposed to do. And I was like, oh shit. So there was a lot of that, <laughs> like where I would I I would just keep trying and trying on something and I couldn't get past it. I I don't know. Did you did you have a strategy guide or anything when you played this as a kid, Berg? So I had a couple of issues of like Nintendo Power and I think like EGM and they did um they did like a walkthrough of the first maybe through like the future. Yeah. Um, Cause I always rented the game. Uh, and so I, I was able to use that. And then uh, level one noob, he got it for his birthday and he got the strategy guide that Nintendo put out. Damn. So, so we had like the whole thing. And I think through some combination of like reading through that and just kind of playing through it, we were able to get through it. But that was, that was seriously like the year. Cause that, this came out in 95. This is like 96 when we discovered this game and just RPGs in general. And that was sort of like, and this is being so long ago, I think I could What a way to break your virginity, eh? Right. <laughs> Actually Mario <laughs> RPG did, but that directly led to this game. Uh, but yes, um, it was one of those things we just kind of figured it out. And I'm trying to think like, so I'm like, yeah, I didn't have internet back then. Like outside of like being in school, nobody had internet. So I don't know how I'm just like, I've, I have even gone through today. And like, I mean, there were a few times when like goobs, I was talking with you and you're like, you know, what should I do now? And I'm just like, what do you do next? Like, I can't even remember. So how it figured some Thanks, of stuff out back then. <laughs> I mean, so, so I mean, yeah, there are some parts where I was like, I'm not sure what to do. So, I mean, 
yeah, it was. I, I somehow was able to find my way through this game, and then I guess after that first time, I um, it all kind of just came together, and I I kind of know it now. Because then there are other times where I'm like, well, yeah, of course, it's very obvious that you go through this little corridor that's not very <laughs> obvious or something like like that. Because I've done it for 25 yeah, years. So there are some weird spots on the maps where it doesn't look like you can go under it or behind it or something, and and you just walk behind it, and you're like, motherfucker, I didn't know I could go underneath that. Like you don't know, you don't realize how in-depth the map is like right well and it's weird because it's got like an overhead perspective but it's not directly overhead like say legend of zelda right. link to the past or like with the final fantasy games like there's some like perspective to it so like something in front of you might be like you can kind of walk behind it or you can like see yourself partially through it but you're not directly overhead so yeah there are places in there where it's like you think there's like a wall there, but it's like, oh, that's actually like a corridor you can walk through. Yeah, and that that got me a couple of times. Uh, it, it, you know, and there's some of the spots where you're walking up all kinds of stairs and like little platforms, that, especially in the future. Uh, again, I didn't get super far into it, but the, the future, it looks like they just have like pieces of plywood in some areas. And you're like, can I go up that? Can I? What? <laughs> now, okay, this is this is a, a little complaint I have uh, going back to the battle system and, and moving around. The fucking enemies can move. They can change. They can change their position on the battle area, which pisses me off because. Oh well, yeah, they don't want to get lined up with your hits, man. Okay, I get that, and that's a that's a fine mechanic. I get that, but what pisses me off is why can't why reposition my characters once per you know one, one a different move. A different position, well, one time per move. They do have different... Well, so there are moves in this that are actually based on that. Like, there are moves where it's like, if there's an area that's near you, or an enemy that's near you, you can use... You can damage anything in the area. Or it's like, if enemies are lined up, then you can do a move that, like, hits things in a line or something like right. that. So it's part of the, the strategy of that. There was a game made um, just a few years back called Lost Sphere, and it was kind of um, – so there was that in I Am Setsuna, and they were intended to be sort of spiritual successors to Chrono Trigger in that they used a similar not quite – like the battle system is almost the same. But the second one, Lost Sphere, that one actually let you do that. It actually let you move the characters around before you did that, and it – it was okay. It was a little tedious, I thought. So I'm I'm actually – I remember thinking, oh, this will be a really cool way to see it. And actually, I got kind of frustrated because I was like, oh, my God, I just want to, like, do my attack. So maybe, again, it might be this whole, like, I just have known Chrono Trigger for so long. I'm used to it. Right. But it did – that That never bugged me. And actually moving around in, in Lost Sphere kind of did bug me. But at the same point, Lola, I mean, like, it did provide some – they they put a little more emphasis on those moves that were sort of like attack in a line or attack when the enemy's near. So it made sense to give you that freedom when so much of it was based on that. Whereas Chrono Trigger has like a few things that are based on that. And yeah, it I didn't really that, use that, that or edge. see that happen too much. It, it would just piss me off because like I'd be like, oh, I'm going to use this attack and it's going to hit two or three of the enemies. And then like while I'm waiting for my stupid meter to to come up, they'd hit me three times and then they would separate. And I'd be like, well, fuck it. I guess I don't have that plan anymore. And now I got to think even quicker on my feet of what I'm going to do now. So that was that's one of my little complaints. Again, it's it's just that I, I'm not used to this kind of battle system. I'm, again, traditional, the traditional turn base like, all right, it's my turn, your turn. 
so that was kind of throwing me off too is just the fact that they could move around and reposition and stuff fellas what did you think of the music on this game here let me roll the red carpet (laughs) Berg take the stand there's a reason the soundtrack for this game is I consider it one of my favorite albums not just video game soundtracks but like music albums of all time this game soundtrack is among them it's a, it brings out your emotions. It really does. It, it matches the atmosphere perfectly. Like, for what's going on at the time, it could be some joyful music, or it could be some really creepy, fucking dense music. You're like, oh, shit. Like, something serious is about to happen right now. You can feel it. It gives you goosebumps, man. Goobs bumps? Yeah. yeah it gives you goobs bumps. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, music is awesome in this game. Like, it's, it's very... It's hard to explain. It's very, like, big. Like, it's, it feels like an adventure. It feels... Um, I don't know. It's it's just great all the way through it. And there's so many tracks. You're not, like, just overwhelmed with one thing in this game uh, or one particular noise. And there's so much sound effects. And, like, musical stop for, like, if there's something happening where the characters are running around or they drop something, like, you know, they'll all... I don't know. It's it's very. Uh, I want to say cinematic for it. You know, like it is very it's much cinematic. very cinematic. It's a very cinematic soundtrack. There are so many. I mean, you've got a character like Johnny, the robot, who you basically you race him. He not only has his own theme song. This character you meet once, and is it that important to the story? But then you race him, and the race has his own specific track. Yeah, and like there are two tracks. There's a this character who's not playable, not even a major character, gets his own theme song and then gets a second theme song when you're racing him. Like that's how that's how much they put into this. It's not just like we're gonna reuse this track or whatever. It's like we're gonna actually like we're gonna make you feel like you are in the moment. That's really impressive. Just like you said, it's just a it's kind of a throwaway character, a throwaway scene. Like this would have been a deleted scene in a movie, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And he's got his own music. Like it's it's really impressive how they they uh, they make each character important even when they're just a minor character. Cuz you you don't know. You're like am I going to see him again? I don't know. I, I you're right. That's that's really cool that there's that much detail for to to help this story play out and and not get repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, this is easily, like, top five, if not top three SNES soundtracks I've heard thus far. Like, like Mario's good. Like, Yoshi's Island is fucking great as well. Mario RPG has some great music. But this, like, this hits on another level. Like, the fact that I can feel the emotion the game is conveying to me is fucking incredible. Yeah. Let alone, like, everything else. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. So this the the game's composer is Yasunori Mitsuda, and he's gone on to do a lot of video game soundtracks. He's done the Xenoblade games, or he did Xenoblade Chronicles Two on Switch. He's done the Xeno Saga games, which is sort of like the precursor to those. He's done a bunch of other games. This was his first game that he composed, Jeez. and um, what a way to get the hitting off. a fucking home run, right? <laughs> so he was a sound designer at Square, and he did like sound effects and sound program, and he was like I really want to do a game soundtrack and um, 
Nabuo Omatsu, I'm probably butcher- butchering that, but he's the guy who composed and was known, well known at that point for doing. Is he the back um, scratch? <laughs> he did. Um, he did. He did the Final Fantasy soundtrack and composed all those epic tunes. And so he basically told him, he was like, "Hey, you should try and see if you can do this new game called Chrono Trigger that's being developed." And so he got the job, and he was like, "I want to make music that has never been heard before." So he said, "It took me like a couple weeks to kind of get the idea of where I wanted to go, but once I got it." I really just, I kind of started going at it. Guy slept in his office and would wake oh. up and have a dream where uh, he would hear a tune in his dreams and would compose it. Like the like the, the ending music for like the main ending came to him in a dream. It's, and shit. he... So, so, sorry to butt in, but there's, there's a, a this kind of ties into the fun facts, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, uh, yeah, I'll... There, a lot of the things I was reading were about how he would he would compose these songs in his sleep, and uh, yes, so yeah, no, 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 that's that's really cool. I, he he composed. Yeah, he would wake up from, from those. Have it. Uh, there was a hard drive crash at one point. He lost like sixty tracks that he had recorded, oh and, like God. had to redo them. Um, and then and then oh, it gets better. He had. A, I know we're getting into fun facts territory, but. Um, he actually developed stomach ulcers because he was just spending all of his time stressing over <laughs> writing the soundtrack. So he oh, actually man. had to be hospitalized, and uh, Uematsu came in and ended up composing ten tracks in the uh, in the soundtrack. So there's ten tracks on the soundtrack that are from Final Fantasy composer Nobuo Uematsu, but uh, but he did the the majority. Um, Matsuda did. Yeah, uh, that's fucking sick. Yeah, the, it, it's it's just an incredible soundtrack. It really is. Uh, before we move on, I quickly want to say one more thing about the soundtrack yeah. in general. The battle music. Yes. So normally, I really complain about repetitive songs. I I fucking can't stand them. I did not hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> you come up for like the regular battles. Yeah, for the regular battle, you'll hear this song quite a bit. But it's just, it's at the right tempo and it's so fucking good sounding that you don't really care. And plus, like, you can kind of zone it out. It's just like background noise. It's just music to keep you in the battle. Yeah. And it, and it, the bat, and I think that's a testament to A, the music, and, but B, also the, ba- I think that kind of goes back to the battle system. It's very like the battles are not very long and drawn out. The regular battles aren't, for the most part. So even if you do make it through like a loop or two, like, you don't get sick of it and you're kind of done with it and you're on to the next battle. That's fair. That's very fair. It, most of the battles are just a couple of turns for the most part. Now, I, I will say well, some of them, yes. how funny it was <laughs> when, when I'd be on Discord and you would hear what I was playing. You'd be like, oh, you're at this part. And you knew it just from the damn soundtrack. Yeah, I knew it. Exactly. It kind of blew my mind. I was like, Jesus. Nerd. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, what about graphics? If this game had been released today, I would say it's probably got some of the best callbacks to the 16-bit era, if not a little bit better. The fact that it was released during the 16-bit era, I think, is mind-blowing because I think the the pixel art in this game is just on a whole new level. Top-notch. Yeah, if you didn't know better, you think this was on the PS1. For sure. Yeah. Which, I, did you ever play it on PS1? I know this is kind of not part of I, this I Super did. Nintendo review, but... 
I did, and it was actually worse. Really? Because er- every battle... So you know how, like, if you touched an enemy, you would go into the battle immediately? Every enemy, every time you had to go into a battle, there was a five-second load time. Ew. Oh, no, that's what made this game great. Exactly. You, you, you would yeah, hit we an didn't enemy. talk about that. Everything would freeze. The battle music would start, but every character, your party and the enemies, would freeze for five full seconds before the battle actually Yo, started. Fuck that. I would've, that would have pissed me off. It was that's annoying. What I liked about this game. It was so seamless to yes. go from walking around a battle. It was just like boom, boom, no scenery change. You were fucking, you're there. You're in the yep. moment. Let's go. I did think that was really cool how the battles transitioned to like whatever, wherever you are on the map, it's not like you're in Pokemon or something where it, or, or Earthbound where it takes you into a nondescript fighting area where you can see the enemies. Right. It's like, no, you're fighting right here, man. Like, you have to, if, if there's different layers to this area, some enemies might be on the... There was one part where I saw uh, one of my characters had to run up the stairs and run around yeah. the area to get to the part to get to the enemy, and I was like, "Whoa, that's ridiculous!" And then they ran back. I, I just I really liked everything about the graphics. I thought everything looked good. I, the character expressions, like when they're when they're doing little things and uh, surprise, or you know, uh, there's there's just so much you. They're, they're smaller sprites. Oh, the character animations. <laughs> like when you're dizzy and you're chrono or you're confused and you're going to attack, he's just like magically giggling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like they're, they're small sprites, but like, you know, you still t- can tell everything that's going on and like what they're. Each way they run different too. Like Magus, I named him Riku because he's a fucking edgelord. Shout out to the tall hands. <laughs> but he, he like glides across because of yeah. course he's going to do that because he's a fucking badass. Well, and it was really cool because if you look at concept art of the game, it doesn't look like a Kira Toriyama style. It just is sort of like a, here's kind of our vague ideas of what we want. Then once Akira Toriyama did his pass on them and gave them, if you look at the concept, like his, like the official artwork of the game, the sprite artists then went back and tried to and recreate it as best as they could, they could in 16-bit pixel art. What he had designed. So I think, yes, I think having that direction, even with pixels as opposed to like full on line art, it still does a really good job of conveying a lot of expression and specifically the kind of expressions that Toriyama is known for, like in Dragon Ball and Dragon Quest. Yes. Some of the best characters I've ever seen, like pixelated. I'd agree. Hands down. Like, especially everything from the the smallest enemy to the biggest boss, they're, they're fucking all well done. Yeah. There's no spare detail in this fucking game. Should I just start pulling his pants down and blowing it now? <laughs> no, it's everything looks great in this game. I, I really uh, enjoyed uh, the the different themes and everything. How different each era was that you travel to. Uh, again, I know I didn't get very far, but what I did get to see, like it was all similar but very different at the same right, time. Right, like it, it, they did a. They did a good job. So it's hard to create a cohesive world sometimes. They didn't just create a cohesive world. They they created a cohesive world in multiple time periods. While you're going from everything as drastically different as prehistory to post-apocalyptic future, it doesn't clash. Like, it blends very well. You feel like you are in different eras on this same planet. Well said. Well said. Ooh, I see shiny things. Yeah, there, there's this gate over here. I've never really been through it, but there's like there's some light or something. I don't know. Maybe it's a light show. I don't know. 
Fucking light show. That's like a Royal Borealis. I'm back in Canada, motherfuckers. Mm, could be Kenny Loggins' light show, too. I don't know. Check it out. I'm gone. Well, Toby, it's just me, you, and the sleeping old guy again uh, next to the lamppost. But actually, I keep forgetting to mention there is another person here. Oh, uh, he, yeah? yeah. See that gate? See that gate back there? He, he, There's a guy back there named Specchio, and he can teach people magic. Oh. Would you like to learn how to use magic? I mean... Yes, of course. Well, you know what? I uh, I have not learned it myself, but I've been waiting. Uh, I've been waiting for the right opportunity. I think now it's it. So let's let's go back here and uh, yeah, let's see yeah. if Specchio's here. Go through this little doorway, and I, th- I, thought, you th- huh. I thought you said someone was going to be here. Yeah, you know, usually there there is a guy. I can see him back here, but right now all I'm just seeing is like another lamp post, like that old guy's next to sleeping. Except this one's blue. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with that? Is that like a future lamppost? Like, does it do any like if you touch it? Is I, it one of those like touch lights where when you touch it, it gets brighter? Let me let me touch it. You know what? Let's 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 try it out. All right, touch this lamppost. Something's going on. It's, it's, it's like flickering. Is that is that noise that I'm hearing? I don't know. Maybe that was like an electric uh, current or something. I, I don't know much about electricity. Sounds kind of magical. Uh, let's uh, let's maybe touch it again and see if it'll get bright again. All right, let's try. It's flickering again, but it's <laughs> it's also got some veins popping out of it. it. Are those like the wires you think maybe inside of it? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe. I'm not a, a lamppostist, so I don't know much mm. about lampposts. Uh, let's just give it one more tap and just if if nothing happens, then we'll just leave it alone and just walk away. The old patented three tap method. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Thanks for rubbing on my schlong, you dongs. Goob's genie, you've been here this whole time? <laughs> you never opened the door. You didn't find me here. <laughs> Guess that's on me. <laughs> I've been lying here and waiting for two handsome gentlemen to show up. <laughs> two for the price of one. Hey, you know, since this is the future uh, and you obviously know us, you did that thing I asked you to do a, uh, a couple episodes ago, right? Ooh, I definitely did. Ah, good good or deal. did I? Oh, shit. Um... Oh, wait, you know what? You still have penises? I mean, we always had penises. That was... Well, then I did the thing. Ah, Ooh. perfect, perfect. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we played this Chrono Trigger game, and we, we've been talking about it for about an hour. Um, do you know anything like... Any cheats for this game? Ooh, like you need to cheat. You need to play the game first, you bastard. Ooh. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I had some stuff. We were time traveling, and... Ooh, I've been time traveling too to make sure you idiots don't fuck up. Ooh. Wait, what do you mean? Are you like a guardian genie? No, I just gotta protect my own self. I don't give a fuck about this planet. Jeez, uh, you know what? You're... He's as bad as Lavos. It, it, uh, I know I didn't finish the game, but is Ooh, there? You want to feel my eruption? <laughs> no, no. Listen, I know I didn't finish this game, but is there any cheats at all? That you know Ooh, of? if you go back to the year 600, we can go around and find secret chests. Ooh, I like to come on those. Jesus Christ. Ooh, and if you go talk to them and don't accept the gift inside, ooh, you can go to the year 1000 to get a stronger item from those same chests. Ooh. That's, that, you know what? That's very handy. If I finish this game, I may have to... Ooh, did somebody say handy? You know what? We're done with you. Me and my big mouth. Ooh, I thought you guys wanted to learn a magic power. No. Learn a new trick or two. I don't, Ooh, I don't I teach you a couple things. No, no, no <laughs> tricks from you at all. You know what? Can you just like... Ooh, have you ever seen the butthole do this? Oh. Yes. 
Oh, gosh. Uh, you're like a Toby, cat. let's go back with the old man. I think Goobs might be back Yeah, yeah. Here. We're going to leave you in here. Turn back into a, your lamppost. We'll see you later, Goobs No, don't leave me alone. You need to learn some magic. See you, Goobs Genie. No. Close the door. Lock that up. Uh, Yeah. uh, Let's not ever talk to Helm again. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good not knowing magic. I'm fine with that. Yeah, me me too. Uh, Magic's not really worth it. Uh, He doesn't know anything. Well, you guys don't want to learn fucking magic? Oh. Hmm. I just saw magic over there. Those fucking pillars of light. Holy shit, dude. You stick your head in and you see a different timeline. Berg, just, just don't tell him nothing. Just, just shh, don't say anything about the the Eenie. What are you guys whispering about? Uh, I'm getting some, closer. Goobs, huh? Do you want to hear some fun facts? It's time for fun facts with Toby. Pling! All right, we're in fun facts. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Oh, Berg, watch your ears. It's time for fun facts, bitches. And that means it's time for... How much is this game? This is the game show where Goops. That's me. Amberg. That's me. Are going to try to guess the price of this game. They have the $5 window. Show us doll hands. Again. Again. He gets two shoutouts. Yeah, he does. If they get it right, they get the sound effect. If they're within that $5, that is. If not, then, you know, it doesn't matter because this is just a pointless game anyway. Good luck. All right, guys. Who's going first? Who wants to go first on a loose copy of this game? It's loose. It's just the cartridge. We're well, ta- Bird probably knows, so I'll go first. Super I Nintendo. don't. I don't know. I've looked it up before, but it's been a long time. So I'm basically as blind to this as you are. And, and you know, this is the future. So maybe it's should we use 2020? Should we use 2021 as like a base for the price? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can use 2021 price as as the. We won't go uh, to the end of time price because. Fuck, that's, that's really expensive. Yeah, yeah, Money yeah. has no meaning here, apparently. That's a you gotta you gotta <laughs> use your dad's seed in order to buy that game. <laughs> All right, Goops. Um, what do you think a loose cartridge? Again, this is the Super Nintendo copy. How much do you think it goes for? I'm going for a two twenty-five. Five Berg, are you gonna price to ride him? <sighs> I'm gonna go with two hundred. Ooh, y'all are both close. 207. Okay, we're in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, split the difference and y'all almost had it. All right. Pretty much. This one is wild. Let me let me add this. Here's one of the fun facts. There were oh, over 3.4 million copies sold worldwide by March 2009. Now, that is including the Nintendo DS and the PlayStation version, so 3.49 million copies sold. How much do you think this game goes for complete in box? That means you get the manual, you get the box, you get the game cartridge. Super Nintendo. So just complete, not sealed. Uh, right, complete, not sealed. I'm going to say 480. 480. Bert? 600. Very close. Eight hundred and twelve dollars. Fuck you! You're very close, dick. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
to be fair, when we're talking when we're talking hundreds of dollars and it's still not hundreds enough, yeah, I guess it's, it's close enough. It's my new favorite <laughs> joke. So don't take that away from me. <laughs> I will ruin it. I'd buy that for a dollar. To fun facts now, because that game is way too much out of our price range. Uh, even just loose, I feel like. <laughs> this game started development in early 1993, but the idea actually started around 1992, and I don't know how to say these. I'm really bad at Japanese names. And it's uh, <laughs> Hironobu Sakaguchi, Yuji Hori, and Akira Toriyama. Yes, those three. <laughs> Thank you, Berg, for saving the day on this. This is why I, I I typically don't try to say the creators' names on the show because I don't want to disrespectfully pronounce them so terribly wrong that it's offensive. <laughs> so you saved me there. But yes, uh, they they basically had a a dream team uh, team up on this one and. Uh, this was Square and Enix before Square Enix existed. Right. Because Sakaguchi is from creator of Final Fantasy, and Tori is Dragon Quest, and then uh, Akira Toriyama is Dragon Ball, but he also did the character artwork for Dragon Quest. Right, right. It's amazing that these three people met up and made this beautiful piece of art. Dude, it's... Right? It, you know what? It, it's such a shame that, like, more like... I don't know. This is This is... What do you call those bands where like like a dream band where it's like super group? Yeah, like a super yeah, group. Like this is the super group of video game creators and it's it's really sad that we don't get this kind of thing more often. Because yeah. I feel like more often now you get the one rock star gamer and you're like, yeah, this is the guy that made this game and you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> but you don't have like the the I don't know. I just I feel like it doesn't happen as much anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It was I mean, with more mergers and with with game development nowadays or, you know, we'll use 2021 as an example since we're at the end of time, but you being like, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people and having multi-million dollar budgets, it's harder to be like here are these star developers because everyone's really integral to actually make a game work anymore. Right. All right. So anyways, um, so here's some other little just goofy fun things that I, I found. Uh, so the, how do you say his name? Magus? Ma- Magus? Magus? I say Magus. Some people say Magus or Magus. Magus. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, his henchmen in Japan were named Socio Mayon Biniga, which is soy sauce, mayonnaise, and vinegar, which I love, but they changed it in North America to where it's Slash, Flea, and Ozzy, which those are rock and roll musicians, if you don't Which is fucking awesome. And what's with Buddy naming shit after fucking Cooler, like (laughs) Kakarot, Carrot, like all that shit, right? No, it's great. I love that, but there's such a weird, like, (laughs) when shit gets North Americanized, uh, like the Mega Man series where they changed all the names and I can't remember which Mega Man X game that was where they changed all of them to rock and roll things just like this. Like what's, what's with us Americans changing it so <laughs> drastically that it's like, Oh no, rock and roll, man. I, which I appreciate, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. That's kind of cool that it was mayonnaise, vinegar, and soy sauce, you know, like that's way fucking How big cool. was Red Hot Chili Peppers in 1990? Yeah. Three? This game came out in 95, right? So it had to be years before yeah. that. 
Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It, like that's some hardcore, like, well, I know the game could have been done. They just do the translation, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's still very, very odd, uh, but but very cool. I liked it. Um, so one of the developmental nicknames for this game was actually called The Dream Project. And this is actually a reference to that ending that you were talking about, Berg, with the development team like Mm -hmm. when they they wake up basically and it's the development team but Mm. it also has ties to the composer uh dreaming to write some of the the music is what i read i don't know how how uh, possibly so but it it was called the dream project which i feel like it should have been called the fucking dream project just because the the fucking three that are working on it you know Mm. this is really interesting because i know goobs and i don't admit this often, but we played this in a way that wasn't on a cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we did not play this on a cartridge. Correct, Goobs? By other means. Right. So this this is why this fun fact is so interesting, because if you have a pirated copy... More than likely, you would try to time travel at the beginning of the game, and it wouldn't go past the time travel screen. It would just loop. It'd loop forever. It would, Yeah, so like you would just see them kind of trying to time travel. You wouldn't actually get to play oh, the game. Well, thank God that didn't happen to us. <laughs> you know what? I still think back to playing uh, Kirby's Dream Course, and I, I always wonder because I felt like it was so hard, and I wonder if it's because we played it in or i played it my version that i played was um uh, uh not by other means by yes by other means that's all i want to say because there was some kind of weird pirate protection on that one as well so i always think about these things when when i'm playing a game of like is it glitching or is it harder <laughs> <laughs> is it is this is there is that why we're raising so much on everything you know what i mean <laughs> uh, who knows who knows I like this game. It was good. Well, you didn't play the copy we played. (laughs) (laughs) So there are two unused songs that appeared on the official soundtrack, but they are not in the game. One was called The Singing Mountain. It was for for the area called Singing Mountain, I believe. And uh, that was outright cut from the game but it was going to be part of the prehistory area like it had like a lava stage or something inside of it Mm -hmm. they just went ahead and wiped it because they they felt that it didn't add or take away anything from the game like nothing progressed the story along so they were just like yeah get rid of this yeah which i'm sure is very appreciated by goobs since it was so long already (laughs) yeah no but it wasn't that i didn't enjoy my time no, no, no. It would have just long, added though. another dungeon for you to travel through and try to figure out the, the puzzle and, and whatnot. I still got more dungeons to do. I'm not done. <laughs> well, and, and it's appreciative, too, because it's like they knew when to trim the fat. Like, yes, if that would have been fun to do. But it's like if it doesn't add anything. I mean, they do that in movies all the time where it's like this might be a really cool scene, but it doesn't progress the story. So that's why like DVDs are like, here's a bunch of deleted scenes. Like it didn't really yeah. add anything, but it's a cool aspect to still be able to see so. it adds to the lore kind of as well yeah mm. or the mystique now this fun fact i really didn't understand completely but apparently there were six unused enemies you can still see their sprites outside of battle in the game still but if you hack the game you can actually battle them 
but they either don't have moves or they resort back to like a basic move set of some sort and they don't have any stats. Like the Frog King, right? Uh, I don't know if that's one, but the biker, the Johnny character, okay. ha- he has an actual move set, I believe, and he was p- probably supposed to be a boss because he has uh, stats where you can fight him as well. So I thought that was interesting. They they cut some of the, the character battles out. Yeah. For whatever reason, to save time or, you know, it, again, it might be one of those things where it didn't add to the story and they were just like, eh, cut that. Cut a little fat right. right there. There were three games that were released on the Satellaview on July 31st, 1995. There was Chrono Trigger Jet Bike Special, which is basically the mini game where you race. You just do that. There's also Chrono Trigger character library which features profiles on all the characters and monsters and then there is chrono trigger music library which is exactly what it is it's just a library of the music and uh all these things can be found on the playstation extras is what i what i could tell i I don't know if it's on the ds extras it is it is on the ds as well okay so you can still see these which i think that's great i think that's great that that whole it may not ex- be exactly how it was on the Satellaview, but at least it's preserved in a way that it's... Yeah, at least it's archived. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on an official release, so that's really cool. There was a production company called IG, I believe, that made a 16-minute OVA uh, of this move, of the story or something. I, I, yes. You can find it on YouTube. Is it any good? Uh it's weird. It's basically it takes place the night before the Millennial Fair starts, and you're a new and a um, I can't think of their name, but they're like this little tiny white enemy you fight in like prehistory, and they also help you up Death Peak. Uh, but it's like the two of them and all the monsters from throughout the game are at the fair enjoying it the night before, and basically they piss off Gato the robot, and he's like wreaking havoc at the fair, <laughs> and Johnny's there. It's really bizarre it's really weird but it's it's worth watching if if you play the game it's a lot of fun because i didn't know this thing existed for years and this came out around the time the game came out and it was like it was one of those things i discovered like i don't know maybe 10 years ago and i was like wait what there was like a short chrono trigger anime and then i watched it i was like oh my god so like it's it's a fun little thing to watch and you pre you definitely appreciate it more if you've played the game right right it's nuts well uh, unless Berg has any, because Berg is uh, our expert here. <laughs> if you got some fun facts that you can spill on us, that's really all I've got. Sure. Um, so one fact is the translation, the original English translation for this game done by Ted Woolsey, was he only had 30 days to do it. Oh, my gosh. 30 days. I believe. Double check me on that, because it could also be 60, but I'm pretty sure it was 30. I'm pretty sure it was just a month. Either way, to translate an entire RPG at 20 to 40 hour RPGs worth of text. <laughs> yes, that's a not lot just, of text. Not just to translate it, but to actually make it like conversational. Like there's one thing to translate it directly, but there's another to actually make it seem natural. Like to have that short amount of time to do it is insane. So he, so there are. Is he sleeping few, in his office as well? <laughs> he might as well have been. <laughs> is he coming up with text in his fucking sleep too? That's probably because I mean, I can't not imagine having to <laughs> to had, do that task they had bunk there was beds. a lot of text man they, they had yeah. a bunk beds everyone was just sleeping in their offices <laughs> um 
I was going to actually like if you, I didn't know if you were going to ask me to talk during this point, but I was going to talk about the stuff with uh, the soundtrack and Yasunori Matsuda, but that kind of came out in the in the music section. Right. Um, so some other little fun things like there's there's there are a lot of theories. There's a website called Chrono Compendium. It's a great resource for this game. You can find all sorts of things like it, it, basically Akira Toriyama drew every item and weapon in the game and i only recently like in the past like when you all started playing this i was like i was like oh i want to get ready to brush up uh, and uh talk about this and i um i went to the chrono compendium and i was seeing like every like all of chrono's swords like every single one of them has official artwork and i was like i did not know this existed like all of marvel's bows lucas guns like everything all have official artwork all the items do like the magic tabs look like cigars um it's it's (laughs) it's weird like there's all this stuff and i'm like i didn't know this stuff existed it's a great place to go um but also there's some like theories some really cool theories and stuff like that um there is a theory it's called the the gospel according to chrono and it talks about how chrono is like a, a christ allegory and the three gurus you meet in zeal um they're named after the three wise men in the bible and they talk about how all three of them give gifts to Chrono to help him on his adventure, just like the three wise men in the Bible gave um, gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You get a time machine, the Chrono Trigger. And, See, that's why I thought it was heaven. And the Masamune. Exactly. You go to Zeal and it's heaven. Uh, the Mammon Machine, which you fight, which is like which like leads, which draws the power from Lavos. Um, that co- Mammon comes from the Bible, and I, I think he's a demon or something. Uh, level one noob, he can he can he can correct me on that. Um, there's all sorts of allegories, stuff like that. A lot of theories. There's another theory, and I don't want to speak of it because if Goobs, if especially you Goobs, if you're going to go finish this game and do some side quests, there's a really cool theory, but I don't want to spoil something. So maybe we'll maybe later uh, if I make it out of the end of time someday, I can tell you all about this. There's uh, one thing that I didn't want you to tell me about. You you didn't tell me about it when I was playing, but uh, Magus, Magnus is Magnus, whatever the fuck. Riku, Magnus' castle, his music in there. Yes. Okay. So when you're playing through Magnus' castle, the main track that plays throughout most of it is called "Strains of Insanity," and it's this like high pitched noise and just this. It's really unnerving. These slow moving tones in the background. You hear this. You can't really tell if it's a laugh, a moan, a cry, and it's like. And and being eight, being uh, sixteen bit, it kind of the compression adds to the creepiness of it. Uh, fun fact that laughter is actually a slowed down baby laughing. <laughs> no. Nice. And I've heard the clip and it's like this baby like, <laughs> and it just sounds like a baby laughing, but when it's slowed down to that, it, it sounds like an adult <laughs> laughing, crying, moaning, like, and it's creepy when, especially when like you're walking through and like the skeletons are like begging you to kill them. They're like in our mes- misery and you're here, you're seeing that text on screen with that moan in the background. It's just, it's super unnerving. And that I don't whole know if part it, is unnerving. Yeah, and I don't know if hearing, um, <laughs> I don't know if knowing it's a baby laughing makes it better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I loved you because when you first go there, there is no sound and there's just like people walking around. And <laughs> I was, I was on Discord listening to you, Goobs, when you were at this point. You're like, oh, this is weird. Why isn't there any music? <laughs> Why are these people just walking? Why are they? Because like you had, I think you had uh, Robo in your party and Luca's walking around. And you're like, uh, what's going on? Because <laughs> she appears. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird, but yes, the the baby laughing is slowed down, and that makes this unnerving noise. <laughs> nice. Ah, 
I mean, is uh, there's plenty more trivia, I'm sure, but those are. I think we. I think you. You really hit on a lot of the big, the big the, fun the, trivia the, things. The important ones. Yeah. Again, there's so much shit to this game. There, like, there is. There's gonna be stuff we missed out on, but it is what it is. And no, now, boys, there's only one thing to fucking do. What's that? I don't know. What time is it, Berg? Uh, let me look at my clock. It's been kind of acting. Oh, you know what time it is? It's time to motherfucking raid. Oh, come on! Ah! This is the Rage Meter, where we're going to take a 1 to 10, figure out how pissed off this game made us. Goops, how pissed off? So pissed off that you want to get a wrist board, lay all the little figurines down, and do a fucking front flip off your dining room table right onto all the figurines on the ground. Hopefully you don't get a cannon in the ass. <laughs> Yikes. That's that's what I call time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, guys, usually we let our guests go first right here, but because I um, may have put the least amount of time into this game, I'm going to go ahead and tell you maybe the things that slowed my game progress down and why I didn't get as far. So uh, I'm going to rage first. <sighs> the, the battle mechanics. Like, I talked about it a minute ago, but they're my biggest pet peeve in this one. I hate that you can be attacked while I'm trying to figure out what attack or move or item I want to use. I don't like that at all. The little meters on the side where the characters had to, like, co- the cooldown, whatever you want to call them, fucking hated that. I mean, it, it's... Different, I think it helped so you could see where where you were at before you attacked, but it still just pissed me off that that was there and that I was going to get attacked two or three times before I could attack myself. It it just made me feel rushed. Like, the, the whole battle scenario made me feel rushed, and I hated it. I hated it. Uh, again, I tried changing it, but I didn't see any difference, so I don't know if that was my fuck-up or if it was just not any different when you changed the mode. And, uh, yeah, I just felt rushed. I, I just didn't fully enjoy the system. Um, also, I, I talked about this already. The enemies moving around the fighting area pissed me off just because, it, I, again, I would have something lined up where I, I would select my move, and it was going to hit all three characters or whatever, and then, like, they would attack before I'd get a chance to attack, and then everything was fucked up, and it would only hit one enemy. So, irritated me. Um, I, I like some of the puzzles in the game, but fuck. Some of them were really, really hard, like, where you had to... Uh, there's one point in one of the laboratories where you're trying to... I keep going back to the labs, because I was in there for so fucking long, it feels like. You have to have these cranes, and you have to press the correct order of the fucking buttons. And I, I think one of the computers told me the right order, and I forgot what it was, and I was trying it. It was just very frustrating, and you, you just have to try different patterns to finally figure out what does the trick to make things fucking work. Uh, again, I figured that out on my own. <laughs> like, Berg's, I was, he's like, yeah, you gotta find this thing. And I started hitting buttons. I'm like, I hit the buttons twice and blink twice. He's like, 
yeah, no, you did it. <laughs> and then I had to go grab another thing and figure the mo- whatever the fuck that code was you need. Yeah, I mean, it was a love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, you had to spell out with the, yeah, I don't know. It was a love-hate relationship. Like, I thought it was really clever, but at the same time, there was one where you had to just press two buttons. Like, you had to, okay, how it described it, <laughs> it, it didn't make sense because I thought it was saying, hit two of the buttons at the same time. So, like, Y and X, or, you know, hit two of them. I didn't realize it was saying, hit one and then hit the other and guess the right pattern. I don't know. It was just fucking... It's irritating. Uh, And the maps are huge. The maps are fucking huge. You're going to get lost. You're not going to know where you you need to go. And then, like, when something's about to happen and you're like, oh, I got to get out of here quick, it's really fucking confusing because it's just a big map. Uh... I think I think what would help that is maybe a fucking world map inside of the game where you could see where you need to go. But whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give an eight on the ra- on the rage just because of the battle system and not knowing where the fuck I'm supposed to go and not knowing where the fuck I am. Very rage. That's fair. Ber- uh, Goob- Goobs, you want to go next just because uh, Berg's the most experienced. <laughs> so, I have very few little complaints with this game. Okay. My big thing is finding fucking doorways. <laughs> I have lost hours. I'm telling you, it's not saved in my catalog of hours played because I just didn't save that part. I'm like, okay. I just wasted a fucking hour. I'm going to go back because I didn't really level up or anything and fucking do it again and just cut down my playtime. But so it seems. But I, like, so many times, I, like, Berg, you were on chat where I was playing most of this game. Mm. Jenny Bean was in the room with me, too. And I would walk past this fucking same part, like, five fucking times. And they're like, oh, you just go down. It does not look like a doorway whatsoever. Yeah. But it's a doorway. This is the asymmetric view you have, you're fucking with. And, Oh my god, it's so frustrating. And that happens to me multiple times during this game. That alone gets a 5 out of 10 for me. Just that one thing alone. Because <laughs> it was absolutely so frustrating. The fact that I don't know where I'm going. And that was uh, extremely pissing me off. Otherwise than that, there's some of the... The boss fights were frustrating until you figure out, after you die a couple times, you, you know, you get your shit together. And you get back in there and you go right to it and kick their fucking asses. It's all about learning. And plus, I went to a couple areas I shouldn't have been in. And I leveled up uh, beyond where I should be. So that kind of <laughs> helped me out as well. But then again, I didn't know where the fuck I was going, like Toby was saying. Sometimes you get lost. Yeah, it's it's very If you don't have your Sherpas there with you, you're... <laughs> You're, you're just going aimlessly through this fucking place. I'm sure I forgot to talk to someone that would show me where to go, or sometimes you're just frustrated, and you click through the text too fast, but that is on me. I do not blame the game for that. I blame myself, because not paying attention, probably. But yeah, that's pretty much all i got to cl- complain about. I've, I'll give it a 6.5 on the rage meter. Okay. No, 7, 7.5. Let's bump it up a couple. I just remembered fucking... Uh, couple battles I had to deal with there. <laughs> <laughs> 8.5. <laughs> uh, 
I'm looking at you, fucking Lavos, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, I seriously spent three days fighting this guy. Mm. I did it. I did it, though. Today. Good job. Berg, what, what do you think? What's the rage for you? It's going to be way it's, different. Cause you... it's, it's hard for me to judge this because, as I've said, I played this game the year. I first played it the year after it came out. That was 25 years ago that I first played this game. And I've played through it multiple times. But you both bring up very valid points. Um, there are some times where it's a little obtuse where you need to go. Um, I think part of that is due to especially especially this original translation, the Super NES version, where he had 30 days or whatever to actually translate the game. There are some times where it's easy to miss uh, a person you might need to talk to or what they say might not make as much sense. Um, the DS version did have a that came out in 2008 did have a new translation and I think they did correct some of those things oh, but interesting. yeah there's like a whole new translation where they actually had more than a month to, to do it um, so yeah there are some areas like that and yes the, the, the weird perspective which we've mentioned before can sometimes be tricky I remember having those same problems years ago where like especially in the lab there's something about those labs that just give people hard time because i remember there's some of those places where i was like i don't know where I, I can't go anywhere and all of a sudden it's like it looks like it's a line that's part of a wall and then it's like oh that's that's a corridor that's weird yeah um yeah fuck that there, shit <laughs> there were definitely some some points like that throughout the game where i was just like this is kind of frustrating um but again, and there are a few a few boss fights where you can't just go in guns blazing. Like you need to have a strategy going in, and like you said, Goops, you need to you're, you're going to die, and you're going to have to go back in. You might need to you know rework some of your party. You might need to rework your equipment. Um, I know when I was listening to you play, there were a few times where you were like, "I'm just getting my ass kicked," and I'm like, "Oh, maybe you should you know just you know bring Marlin, have her just heal, just let her be your healer, focus on attacking with." Chrono and whoever else. Yeah, because I'm not there. really an RPG guy, so I had to reacclaim myself to that kind of environment as well. Yeah, like it's and, it's, and it is. It's 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 getting used to it, and even being an RPG, like it's not like a lot of the older ones, and even some today where it's just it's truly turn based, where you're going from a menu, you attack your enemy attacks, etc. Like oh, this, this is a challenge. Yeah, like this one, it makes you, it keeps you on your toes for better or for worse. So. Um, I I agree with that, but I think any any rage like that again, like I said, I have I played it. It's one of those things where like I I look at it today and go, how did I play through this when I was a kid? Hmm. Like that's the kind of thing where like I played games that probably aren't as hard, but I've gotten frustrated to the point where like all right, I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. So, right. So I do think that was probably a. Um, it was just I I think in general like as a kid I had more of a drive to like just keep playing a game until I figured it out. So. I think that was probably part of it. So, go, looking back, I mean, I I almost can't give it a score for the Rage Meter. In fact, I don't feel comfortable doing that because <laughs> I can. Because at this point, I because there the thing because some of the things like when Goobs was talking about like oh you know I didn't know there was a door there. I know there's a door there, but like I know that for so long, like, I can't even remember. Like, did did I get frustrated and like, get lost and not know right. there was a door, or yeah, yeah. did I or did I not? So, I mean, I I would probably if I did have to give it one to where I am currently, I would say probably like a two or a three because there are a few <laughs> times because I did play through it because I because I do like to go through on New Game Plus to experience the story. But when it came out on DS, I was like, oh, I don't have a new game. Plus, I'm going to start from the beginning. And there were some battles that really 
caught me off guard. Like the Golem and the Golem Twins, I remember like oh, those them. Yeah, those boss battles. I was like, oh, oh, you gotta have a strategy going with that. So like there was there was some frustration there. But then like once I remembered that not having the the new game plus to give me all my stats and magic and equipment and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, there's a there's a little bit of a strategy. But I made it through. So. If you want to use mine for the average, I'm going to put mine at a, at a four. But even that's just sort of like a, a weird, like, kind of trying to pull in 25 years of knowledge of this game. Right. Well, I say we move on to the overall rating. And, Goobs, I'm going to I'm gonna say you should go first on this, and then I'll go second, and then we'll let Berg just really just, you know, you know. Let him, let him gush. You let him just, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Goops, you get to go first. Speaking on, of gushing. On the rage meter, on the, you get to go first on the rating. Yeah, let me get on my knees here. Yep. Hold down the pants of uh, <laughs> Chrono. Chrono Trigger here. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Trigger. Chrono and gang. <laughs> um, holy fuck. <laughs> I'll start off by saying that. I have never experienced this game before. I know of this game. And I know that there's a lot of people that love it. And I'm happy that our friend Berg here held our hand, and not held our hand, forced our hand <laughs> <laughs> into playing this game. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been bugging us ever since, since I've he's known, known you guys us for three years, and I've been like since I met you all and knew what you all did for your show. I'm like, you guys got to play Chrono Trigger. <laughs> so we finally did it. We we popped our cherry, and fuck, did it ever feel good? It was uh this game's fucking beautiful. Yeah. From the very first start of it to the the end quotation marks that I got to. I know there's other endings I gotta get to and I'm excited to get to them. Normally when I'm done a game for the show, I'm like I'm so fucking pissed off at that point where I'm like, okay, fuck this, throw it out, smash it, do whatever I fucking gotta do. Never wanna play that game again. This is not the case here. This is a thing of beauty for the music to the sprites to the, the like the emotions that you feel during this like I got legit goosebumps playing a game that really doesn't happen that often where I feel something I was moved and that speaks words maybe because I named the characters after friends and family that might have something to do with it but I, I don't think that had anything to do with it it was all about the storytelling and how fucking amazing it was just like they had big epic moments like the crescendo of the game there's that fucking word again I'll use that again <laughs> you know I love something when I'm using crescendo and I, I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless right now just because of how much fun I had with this game normally I, I'll get bored with something after a while I put legit fucking time on this and I'm going to put more legit time on this because I want to see as much as I can of this game in this world I want to be a part of it it's fucking 9.5. I I can't say anything more. This is almost near a damn perfect game. If it wasn't for me not finding fucking doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Top to bottom. Sure, it has its little flaws, but I can fucking ignore every single one of those. Well. Toby, good sir. I am not an RPG guy. Like, I'll be... Neither am I. That's why I'm so fucking blown away. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) Now, I appreciate the graphics. I'll keep fucking talking. (laughs) I know you will. I appreciate the graphics, the story, and the music on this game. Uh, Right off the bat, those are all, like, big, huge pluses in this game. 
It's got a deep story, which, you know, me, I love story in games. Uh, No, I won't lie. The story's confusing because it's got time travel. Anything with time travel has uh, a little confusion in it to me. It's just what it is. But I dig everything in this. The characters are fun. I fucking hated the battle system. I'm sorry. I I tried to love it. Uh, I, I tried to play it both different ways, and I didn't see anything different. I don't know. Maybe that was my fuck up still, but I, I just... I, I hated letting the meter charge, and I, I hated that they could attack while I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Like, it just felt really stressful. Like, it wasn't... The battles weren't fun because I felt like I was stressed out. Uh, I, I just wish it was more turn-based. I feel like if it was turn-based, I could have given it even the higher score. I, I also kind of wish that the characters could be moved around. I think that repositioning repositioning them would have been a, a cool uh, thing to do since that was such a big element as the, the enemies moving around. <sighs> the run button. There's a, <laughs> I'm giving a lot of credit to that run button because uh, that's very helpful in something like this, especially with these big, huge worlds that you have to explore. So the run button really does a lot. This game has a lot to do, and it. it's it's very overwhelming. You don't know where you're always at, but there's a lot to explore. And if you just... If, if, if I really had the time to sit there and play, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more. But yeah, it's got to immerse yourself, right? Yeah. I think part of my problem was I was also rushing myself. And with, like, editing of of a weekly show and, and just all the, the elements of a grown-up life kind of got in the way to where I was, like, rushing myself. So I, I, I added stress on top of myself that shouldn't have been there. So I feel like that hurt my gameplay a little bit. But if it was more of a casual playthrough, I think it would have been much higher. And I feel like if I could continue to play this game, if I didn't have a game next week to play or something, this would be something I would have continued to play until I beat it. Uh, Now, I I started doing this little score system uh, a while back where I I give uh, a 1 to 10 for gameplay, music, graphic story, different gameplay mechanics, and controls. And the scores that I gave it, it ended up averaging out to an 8.5. And I feel like that's pretty fair because I like so much of this game and the elements of this game. It was just the the battle system is the only thing that really fucked it up for me. I just couldn't get my head wrapped around that. Like, all the puzzles are fine. Everything about the game is beautiful. It's great. The story's really fun and different. It was just the battle system. That was the thing that killed it for me and just getting lost. But if I had more time, I would love to explore it more. So 8.5 is all I can give it on this one. That's still a very commendable score. And and again, (laughs) for someone who only got six hours in and actually had a big issue with the combat in the game, which is a pretty big part of it, that's that's I think saying something. And look, when if you want me to break it down, my gameplay, I gave it a six because of the battle system because I was like, that's and that was the lowest score. Like my music, the graphics, the story. Like I gave all that a nine in in my ratings and stuff, and and it's still everything averaged out to an eight point five, and that's. That's why I started this little system is because 
I feel like I, I could be really harsh on the gameplay mechanics and that could hurt it. But realistically, if everything else is good, then yeah. So that's I, I'm, I'm pretty okay with an 8.5 on this. Yeah. Bird, is your swing of bat, bro? All right. Uh, spring of 1996, I first played Super Mario RPG. And that was my first RPG. I had never played an RPG. I didn't know what RPG meant. And I fell in love instantly. And I'm like, I got to play. I got to play more. So I had read when in an article about Mario RPG about Chrono Trigger uh, because Square developed both. And I was like, you know what? This Chrono Trigger is also like in a magazine I have. This looks kind of cool. I'm going to rent it. And I instantly fell in love with this game. And that was 1996. That was like summer of 1996. And I still have never played a game, in my opinion, as much that I love. Um, I have played games that are better games. But in terms of like my love for them, like I just I've never found anything that has like so perfectly told a story, made me love characters um it shows that video games are art they are a storytelling device they are a medium to, to tell stories to uh, to engage you on many levels and I, I i can't say enough about i mean this game is my favorite game of all time bar none um it's a game i i think back on fondly uh the times that i played it i can think back on fond memories of my life so I have good context with that, but I've also always just enjoyed it. It's always been a great escape. Um, I listen to the soundtrack on a regular basis. Like if I'm at work doing something and just need to have some background music on and I can't think of anything specifically, like I'll put the Chrono Trigger soundtrack on. Um, it's got such a great fan base around it that you can go online if you want to look up really cool fan art. Uh, every track in this game has been covered by every genre that you can think of like you can type in like the zeal kingdom of zeal the track that plays on the map screen there is called quarters of time just type in quarters corridors of time cover on youtube and you will get like ten thousand hits from various things like that just shows you the love that goes into this game and that's where i'm going with all this is like that that expresses the kind of love that i have for this game like it's something like i want to spread the word any way I can about this game, whether it's through music, through art, through talking about it on a podcast with, with some friends, getting friends to play this for their podcast about retro games. Like, hell it's, yeah, it's, it's a game that I will proselytize about. I will sing the gospel and the praise of Chrono Trigger. Um, I mean, if we got to stick to 10 out of 10, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I, for me, it's like an 11. This is my 11 game, but to stay to stay one. Oh, 10, shit, you spiral you know, tap today. I did. I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda tapping in a bit, but uh trying to hack it. But you know what? Um this is my ten out of ten. Um and I have to also say even like this is how I was introduced to the art of and the, the person of Akira Toriyama, and that's how I fell in love with Dragon Ball and that whole franchise. I, that was a big part of me getting into that, and now I don't even really associate the two, even though Chrono looks like Goku with red hair. But like that's another thing that's like a big important part of my life that like in my pop culture love that I was introduced to through this game. So it's been a really big, important part of my life. And um, it's something that any anytime someone is like, I need to, you know, tell me about a great game. What's your favorite game? I need to play a great retro game. I'm like, play Chrono Trigger. It will. I agree. It will change it. And it will change your view of games. You'll change your, you will love it. And uh, I know, I know Goob's here. 
uh, beat it. And I know, and, and Toby, like, I, it's commendable for not for not being. Well, I haven't beat it. I have a way to go still. I sure. want to do the side quest, but yeah. But I mean, like, both of you playing it, like, I appreciate you both playing it um, and doing it for the show because, like, it is it is in the pantheon of retro games. It's, I mean, even to this day, it's still considered not just like one of the best RPGs, but like one of the best games ever made. And right. there's there's a reason for that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I see why. I really do. Uh, and, you know, my, my only issue was uh, I just didn't like the battle mechanics. And that's there's still so much to love about this game, even being pissed off about the main feature of the game, you know? That's, <laughs> right. That's, that's what's funny about it is you don't run into that usually. Like, usually if, if the main mechanic is off, you're just like, ah, fuck this game completely. But I would... Again, if I would have had time, if I had, if I had more time in my daily life of not without the podcast, I would definitely continue playing this. So, um, with all three of our scores combined, we're giving it a nine point three. Holy hell, that is pretty high. <laughs> Holy yeah, hell. man, that's higher than giraffe pussy. Finish him. All right, this is the end of the show. We're going to wrap everything up, and we're going to do it even faster than we normally do it because this episode was long. So we're just going to get straight to the patrons. We're going to shout them out. Goobs, you uh, associate nicknames with them. Uh, What is the theme for this week? I'm going to go with uh, Bad Guys from Chrono Trigger. Ah, perfect. So go to patreon.com slash bad secret media and you can become a uh, supporter of this show and you can get we just want to say we love you yeah. very much and thank you for supporting you thick boys you thick boys and uh yeah we'll get a goofy nickname like this all right goobs are you ready yeah i am ready all right kicking it off we've got riku the bone knight <laughs> yes he is we've got wolfman Wolfman is a cave stalker. Rotation, rotation podcast. He is the crater. Obreon. Obreon is death lily. Hero to millions. He is Diablo. Paprika. Paprika is gin bottle. D G I N N. Ooh, like the devil. Martin Long. Edible frog. <laughs> Keith Casper. <laughs> Egg ooze. Chris Copeland. Fang Beast. Fat Shags. Fly Crops. Fly Clops, like a Cyclops, but fly. <laughs> Mast Llama. Gato. <laughs> now, we got the bird, which he's on here. So That's me. You got to name him. Lavos. Yeah. Now, Berg, I want to... Oh, he's Jackpot. <laughs> Can we hit the jackpot by having one of our... Nice friends on the show with us. Hey, there you go. Berg, since you played with your childhood friend of Level 1 Noob, do you want to give him the last character name? Who do you associate with him? (laughs) You know what? I'm going to give him a very cool enemy name. Uh, I'm going to give him Masamune. I was hoping you were going to be like, I'm going to give him... That's two characters, though. But when they combine, they're Masamune become Masamune. And that's Level 1 Noob. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's a giant sword. All right, perfect. Okay, those are our patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash badsecretmedia, or you can go to badsecretmedia.com, and uh, you can support your boys in many ways. There's links to all our social media and stuff. Uh, we're going to skip our plugs and stuff because, again, this is long. Berg, do you have anything you want to plug? Get your shit uh, in, Berg. If I can ever get out of the end of time, I co-host a little show called... 
Zing This Podcast. Oh, we've uh, heard of it. Our pal. Yeah, you think, uh, I think uh, you got to go fast with the co with the uh, the host with the most zinger and his lovely wife, Ellie. And uh, I joined them and we talk about nerdy pop culture stuff. I don't know how many episodes they've done at this point because I've been stuck here for I don't I don't even know if they measured time at the end of time anymore. But uh, but yeah, I mean, if you on Thursdays, if, if it's still going and I ever make it out, you can you can listen to new episodes. and We talk about nerdy pop culture stuff, video games, movies, TV shows, uh, all sorts of stuff. Oh, very cool. Uh, Berg, we always appreciate having you on, and especially when it's something, a game that you're very passionate about, uh, which you were on our Yoshi story, Yoshi's Island episode uh, a while yo, back. Yo, guys. Huh? Shh. The guy's waking up. The, the old man? Yes. He's been snoring the whole time I've been here. What the heck? Uh, he's waking up slowly. I'm gonna I'm gonna creep up to him. Go ask him what his name is. I'm gonna I'm gonna go poke him. Yeah. What the What the fuck? He's wearing a mask. What the fuck? What kind of mask? It's is fucking it? llama. He had an old man mask on. What? This is very weird. You, you know you know what? Uh, Goobs, I th- I think the Delorean is is cooled off by now. It's it's charged. You know. We could. We should probably get out of here, don't you think? Is Lama the one controlling our timelines? I, I don't want to find out, really, because that's all. That's too much power for one llama. I know we have to leave one person here, but I, I'm not leaving Berg behind. Uh, you, you're gonna leave me? I'm, I'm the, co- I'm the co-host, dude. Like Berg's not like. He's, he only adds fuel to the Sing This podcast. Like, do we really want to? <laughs> I guess, I guess we can foot race to the car. Right. What are you guys talking about? Oh, hey, uh, hey, where are you guys going? Tell them, see you later. <laughs> see you later. What? Did you sound something? Game over, folks. Game over, folks.